Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louis on ESPN 680, 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. However, you're listening this morning. Thanks for joining us. Of course, the first hour of the show. Brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. Louie, I have one question for you this morning. Talk to me, Daniel. Where's BBM Billy? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't heard from from Billy in a while. You know who had to to really really shut up is, is our guy Gandolfo. He had to shut up. Like it's it's he does his first post game show and Kentucky puts together their best game of the season. So there you go. <laughs> had to had to bite that tongue. Yep. Oh, yep. There you go. Well, uh, you were the Monday morning moron a couple weeks ago. Um, that is looking more and more right. Uh, I I should be the moron because I passed on seventy five dollars to settle our bet. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw I, I saw one of those things had him up to a five seed this morning. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I think most people have him in the seven or eight range, but uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, it is choo- much choo- more fun to be talking seeding than it is. Uh, will they make the tournament or not? Exactly. So, thank goodness we got two teams that are rolling right now around here, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and one rolling downhill. Yep, and you watched a uh, you watched a very close game. We'll get to that in the next segment. But let's open with that UK game, Dan, um, which I'm sure did you watch it yesterday on tape record? Yes. Okay, so um, I mean, just prime prime taped both games for me. She taped the Kansas game so I could watch that again, and the Kentucky game. Thank goodness she didn't tape the U of L game. Got it. Um, so UK puts it together. Right. And, you know, interesting about this team is usually when this happens with a Calipari coach team, it's because he has a bunch of freshmen. That simply just isn't the case. Now, you could make the case that with transfers and freshmen and different things, it is, you know, a a lot of new pieces, a lot of new things to put together. But uh, they're getting it together at the right time of the year. We have a Cal clip uh, to that um, to that point that we'll play in a minute here. But what were your takeaways, Dan? I mean, nothing but impressive, frankly. No, it was it was very impressive, uh, uh, but and there's always a but, Louie. Uh, I I didn't go overboard when they stunk, and I'm not going to go overboard now. I mean, it's one game. It is going in. It is trending in the right direction, and and we uh, we we see players that are becoming more and more consistent. I mean, Jacob Thompson, Toppin, 
I mean, he's an automatic double-double guy anymore. That's that's a big plus. But, you know, Kaysen uh, and Antonio shoot the ball really, really well for the first time in a couple of weeks. And so is that a trend or is that a one-off? Mm-hmm. And and I hope, I hope it's a trend. I hope they continue to play like this. I hope they continue to get better. But I'm... You know, I I didn't jump off the bandwagon when they were terrible. I'm I'm not going to be leading the parade just yet. Okay. All right. How good do you think Auburn is right now? I don't think Auburn's good at all. Okay. All right. I I mean, we we talked about it on Friday. This is a team that's certainly trending in the wrong direction. And you look around college basketball, and there's a number of teams in the same boat. Uh, And that's why... I, I think, you know, quad wins uh, in, in December and quad four losses in January, that shouldn't come into play. I mean, it, I, I know it does, but how the teams are playing right now is the way that you ought to judge these teams. And I think Auburn started out one and five in the conference, maybe. And they've just they've gone the wrong direction since then. So, so I, if if U of L were to win the next, if the U of L were to win um, the rest of their games and lose in the conference tournament finals, would you put them in the tournament then? Because they're playing well right now. No. Well, no, but you, but you, I mean, they they were terrible in in November and they were terrible in February. So it you know that's that's not a good example. I'm talking about teams like Auburn, who started out five and one in the conference and have gone four and six since then. And that that game that game on Saturday, I mean, that was embarrassment. Uh, you know, it was what thirty two points. It could have been fifty. So, um, you, you know, do you put Auburn in the tournament? Say Auburn loses a, another game and. And loses the first game in the tournament. Do they make the? Do they make the turn in the SEC tournament? Do they make the NCAA? That's a good question. Um, what are their best wins? Uh, they won at Washington, who's okay. They beat Florida, lost at Georgia. They beat Arkansas by double digits. Um, won at Ole Miss, beat Mississippi State. Won at LSU by double digits. Um, yeah, I think they're in for sure. Um, just because I think that. The SEC is a respected conference this year, and if they're going to be 500-ish in the in the SEC, and then um, essentially, you know, have a 20-win season, I think they're going to get in. Yeah, pro- probably so. But there, there's nobody that's going to be afraid to play Auburn in the NCAA tournament. Believe me, I'll disagree with you on something. I, I think I don't. I don't think you hold it against Kentucky that they beat an Auburn team that's not playing very well right now because no 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 i didn't say that i didn't hold that against them i said my first comment was they played terrific they they were they were great but you know now everybody went overboard when they lost to alabama and south carolina my only point is let's just wait and see how this plays out if if they have figured it out and they're playing well and will continue to play well, then I say terrific. But let's not let 
You know, I mean, one, Kentucky beat them by 32, and this is—I mean, you know—I—I I went on air and I thought I—I I said I thought this would be a close game because that's what Kentucky has done to this point. Exactly. The, Auburn to this point had never lost a game this season by more than 12. They got boat raced by 30. So I—I I think this is different, Dan. Even even with whatever trends of these two schools, I think it accentuates the fact that that Kentucky is very much on the right path here, and that Auburn is not. Now, both of those can be true, and that's how you get a 32-point margin. And so I, I, I think this is actually the kind of win that very good teams heading into March have. These are the kinds of wins, as opposed to, you know, I, I don't know, it, it, lots of other teams on Saturday that played tighter games and, and, and whatever else. And so, no, I, I, I took this as, I mean, I, I, think, I think it was pointed out that Kentucky won every four-minute segment except for one on Saturday. Mm. That's a very complete game. They have not done that to this point. And so, no, I, I, I am – if we were letter grading this one, uh, I'm, I'm A-plus on this game. I'm absolutely A-plus on this game. I'm A. I'm, I'm, I'm A. Believe me, you take this game, and, and it was great. They, they played terrific. Uh, you know, they still not much from the bench, but the starters – who played 36, 37, 38 minutes a game again. Uh, that They were, I, I know Chris didn't get to play a lot because he was in foul trouble. But the, the other four starters were, were terrific. And I'll give them an A too. My only point is, you know, <laughs> all you people who were saying they stink and I hope Cal goes to Texas, now don't be shooting off fireworks because of one game. Okay. All right. That that's my only point. Now, if they come back and do it again Wednesday night against Vanderbilt, which which will be a, a huge game for a number of reasons, Louie. It's you know senior night. It's the last home game. A win against Vandy, and it doesn't matter what they do at Arkansas. They'll be the three seed in the SEC tournament. So let's let's just. I mean, that was great. A terrific win. I'm, I'm really happy the direction they're going in. Let's see if they come out and replicate it on Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, Vanderbilt has uh, moved into the top 90 in the net, by the way. So that's um, uh, just lots of things happening for for Kentucky right now that are very positive as far as metrics and re- recent form and that kind of stuff. The, the, the thing I'll say here, excuse me, is that this, this four-game stretch, we have to remember it was precipitated by – a a 15 point loss at home to Arkansas then they go to Georgia and they don't look good and then they go to Mississippi State they get the win it's three points whatever just go win your games at that point then they go to Florida and they and and they're they're kind of up and down or excuse me they they come home they beat Tennessee by 12 and they and they are considerably better than Tennessee in that game at the time i didn't understand Rick Barnes's philosophy for that one but now that we've seen it happen against Auburn how much credit does Kentucky get, especially on the defensive end, for making it incredibly hard to get to the basket so that teams feel like they have to take those three-pointers? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And, and Tennessee, uh, you know, why, how there's – I mean, I read something this morning, Louie, where there's still – I think it was ESPN – where they're still like 11th in the power ratings – are these people not watching the games? <laughs> Do they not see what's going on? I mean, Tennessee, who can't shoot a three-pointer out, outside of uh, uh, Vescovi, 
outside of him, they don't have anybody that can shoot a three-pointer. And they go to Texas A&M and shoot more three-point shots than they do two-point shots. Is that great coaching? I think not. Uh, And so, you know, and another one, you know, we laughed, or I laughed last week that some guy on the SEC network had UCLA number two and Arizona number four, and Arizona gets knocked off. And last night, up in Boulder, uh, UCLA was life and death to beat a very ordinary CU team who lost their best player with about four minutes to go in the game to an ankle injury. He went to the locker room. And uh, I, I think from that point on, I think Colorado had one basket. And, and UCLA only won by four points. Uh, that, I mean, if, if you watch the games... Don't, you know, don't get caught up in all of this net rankings and defensive efficiency and all of that stuff. If you watch the games, you can see the teams that are playing good right now and the teams that aren't. It's, it's obvious. How good is Kentucky playing right now, then? Kentucky's playing Because you're saying Saturday. you're saying like 17 different things about them, a lot of them negative. I would say if you're saying 20 uh, no, things. No, 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 no. I'm not saying anything negative about them. All right, you want me to get negative? Okay, yeah. They go to Florida and they beat Florida with, without the best player on the team. They barely win at Mississippi State. Tennessee's playing awful right now, and they run Auburn out of the gym. Okay, those are the negatives. I mean, just because they had a great game, and this is all I'm saying, Louie, just because they had a great game, and they did. They played terrific against Auburn. But don't don't tell me they're a Final Four team all of a sudden. Hey, James. James Black sitting in with us today. Come to the mic for me. Hey, James, how many times have I mentioned that they are a Final Four team? Yeah, sorry, Lou. I didn't catch it today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. I've never said they were. Interesting. Um, thanks, Dan, though, for putting words in my mouth. Um, I uh, and, and also just screaming at me. Um, I, uh, I think that you have to watch the, the current trend, and that is that they beat Tennessee by 12. They went on the road and won a pure road game at Florida by 8. And then they come back and they beat Auburn by 32. And I just I don't. I don't know how one could observe those games and think it's purely because of who they're playing against rather than what seems to be a sea change of what Cal does best and when his teams are best, which is they're better on the defensive end and it turns into something on the offensive end. And that's what I'm seeing the last couple of games. And I think it's I think if you get to the tournament and they are a, I don't know, a six seed, do you want to be the three seed on that side of the bracket? The answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so I think they're finally coming into form, and it's something that we're seeing the team that we thought we could see. And that's very positive. Because a month and a half ago, people were asking if Cal could go to Texas. They were throwing guys out with posters. It was that bad. It is considerably better now. And it's okay to say that out loud. I just, I, man, oh, man. Oof. Oof. How was Lawrence, Dan? <laughs> We're going to do that in the next next segment. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I just, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean, the text line is really asking if you're just like if you're just a Jayhawks fan now, because um, it, it does feel like you're not impressed with their current run. And I just, I think, then, then you're hearing you're hearing what you want to hear, and not not what I'm saying. I said it was great. 
I said it was terrific. Let's just not get too carried away because in my mind, they beat a team and beat them badly and beat a team that's going in the wrong direction. Does that's Oscar Sheeway look like a different dude the last three games? Yep, yeah, yep. I think yep. that is he an did. unbelievable difference. He he's did. He's back to whatever that instinctual just, it, it, you know, we, we've talked about it with Ben Roberts before. Whatever, whatever he had last year where he would just make moves, his instincts were the things that that made him great last year. His ability to, to rebound without fouling is one of the things that makes him great. And it looks like he's getting back into that form more and more. Now, is he doing it against guys that aren't the Castletons of the league? Sure, but you have to get it back for it to exist at all. And so it's been good to watch him do that the last three games. Yep. No, he's uh, the last three or four games, he's looked like the Oscar Sheboy of last year. There's no no question about that. Ah, lots of coffee this morning, Dan. Man, oh, man. All right, well, there you go. Um, Andy Sweezy agrees with you. So there you go. You're on Team Sweezy. How about that? Yeah, uh, that now. See, now I know I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I understand the, the reticence to want to say, hey, this, this should definitely be a round of whatever team in the NCAA tournament. I understand that because they haven't put together – a seven, eight game stretch where they've done this over and over and over again, right? And what we're talking about with the tournament is SEC tournament is, you know, three, four games. And then you get to the tournament tournament and that's up to six games, right? We, we, you want to see Kentucky be consistent for, you know, six, seven, eight games in a row. That, that's my I, entire, it, no, no, that's no. My entire po- point. I, I totally understand that. What I'm getting at is, Dan, we may be seeing the start of that because if they beat all, Vanderbilt, that's five in a row. And then you get an opportunity to go to Arkansas, and, and this is a word that I keep using with this team, opportunity. Going to be, Having Tennessee at home was an opportunity. They took advantage of it. Going to Florida was an opportunity. They took advantage. Getting Auburn at home, they more than took advantage. And so it's they're just starting to pile up the things that, both metrically but also as far as basketball is concerned, they're starting to pile those things up in a very positive way. Yes, I, I, I agree with all of that. Okay. And and what you said is exactly what I've been trying to say. Evidently, I'm not doing a very good <laughs> job. Is that, you know, that the NCAA tournament is a one game and you're out. It's not best of three or best of five. It's one game. So it is, is Case and Wallace going to go six for 12 and two for two from three-point land? Is Antonio Reeves going to go eight for 13, four of seven from three-point land? I hope so. I hope so. But I haven't seen that consistency this season. Good morning, Mr. Issel. How are you? How's everything going? How's it feel? How does it feel to be on my team this morning? I'm uh, tickled to death. How does that feel? Does that feel good for you? Yeah. Well, see, yeah. here's the thing. Me and you are big Kansas guys. The real gold standard in college basketball. It felt good last night, right? Or a couple days ago, you at Kansas, right? That I know you guys are going to get into that. But I just had to interject because I'm Team Issel, and I'm, ant- I'm anti-Louis Rabot. <laughs> Issel, you are getting stuck in what is called the BBN disease, okay? Um, and it's very simple. 
all these Kentucky fans wanted Calipari fired. Yeah. And now Cal and all the same fans that called in to, uh, to your boy Strebel and Entz in the postgame show are calling back saying, see, we told you, see, Cal got it together again. <laughs> and, and don't you just love that, that they can have it the best of both ways? And this is something I'm going to talk about today. How dare John Calipari come out and call the fans out again? It's like, bro, you haven't accomplished anything. Being third in the SEC. By the way, Louie's battling the text line right now, and I love it. I see him in here. He's flustered. He's flummoxed. Oh, he's, he's bothered by the UPS jobs text line. But I, Kentucky, what, what, what you're saying, Dan, is spot on. In a vacuum, they've done a nice job to get themselves into the tournament and get themselves as we head into March that we can actually talk about seeding. But in the end, what matters? And the fact is, they're going to finish third in the SEC. That'll be back-to-back years where they're third. And they have no chance of winning the SEC, by the way, in the regular season. Last year, they needed a gift from Ty Ty Bustington. uh, (laughs) That's Ty Ty Washington. uh, to, To win and beat Vanderbilt. And then they lost to Tennessee again. And then they lost in the tournament. I don't need to hear John Calipari I told you so when right now in bracketologies you're like a 7 seed right. I would say the median is you're a 7 seed what are you going to do in Nashville well, I mean I mean, are you now a second weekend team and that's a conversation people can have but I love all the revisionist history of how everyone wanted Cal gone I mean, my guy James Strebel said he would have shipped DJ Wagner to Texas to get a new coach in Lexington. And now it's me and Dan Issel's fault. Two golden members of Kansas basketball that have to take the slings and arrows. All right, I'm out of here. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who opened the door and let him in? That's a James Black James. issue, yeah. <laughs> Change the code on the door. <laughs> oh man! Oh. <laughs> no, I you know we'll we'll see Wednesday night. I mean, and and I you know what you're saying what you're saying could be absolutely true, Louis, mm-hmm. and and I hope it is. But you know, please, as as, as Sandy just said. You know, two months ago, even the most ardent UK fans wanted Cal out of here. And now John Clay writes a column this morning. Do we owe Cal an apology? <laughs> <laughs> no statues, though. No statues. No, um, I, no, uh, none yet. It's interesting. I, I'm with Andy on, on part of that. I, but, and I'm one of the guys that thinks that it, that it is the end of whatever good run Cal's going to have in Lexington. And that's just more trend-based with coaches all over the country. I mean, it just it just eventually, whatever it is that makes them great wears out at places, it's very rare that it doesn't. Coach K and, um, you know, like a Roy Williams or a Bill Self at Kansas, like it's very rare that that happens and people are able to keep that level up. And uh, I just kind of assume that they're on the on the other side of the the hill, essentially, you know, climb to the top in, in 2012. And I mean, it's been 11 years, people. I mean, it's not like, you know, that's a crazy thing to say. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that for this team for this year that they're not playing better. They are. And that's all that I'm trying to point out is I, in December, they do not win this game by 32 points. 
period, end of conversation. They don't. Oscar Sheboy doesn't have the kind of game that he did the other day. Um, in back-to-back games where he's been offensively excellent, by the way. That doesn't happen in December, and that is worth pointing out. You're the one, by the way, who tells me that it, the recency matters, that the late games in the season matter more than the early ones. I, I agree with that. To that point, Kentucky is playing considerably better than they were before. Now, if you're Cal and you're going to talk about UK basketball the way that he does, and you're looking at like a seven seed, calm down. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not what the standard is. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. calm down. No, and Andy's right. No. Like, third place in the in the league back to back years. That's yeah. not the standard. And Andy's no, right about the it. The standard was in preseason they were ranked as the fourth best team in the country. That's what the standard is. We agree on that. All right, yeah. James, you having fun, man? <laughs> good, he's not. Okay, I am. Go. Okay, good. All right. J- James, you, you would really like James because he's he's good at producing and he doesn't talk a lot. Mm. So he is. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's the complete opposite of Avery. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Avery's like. Who gave Avery the day off, by the way? Avery did. <laughs> She's got that kind of pull. Uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was like, James, you're working Monday. He's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm working Monday. All right, there we go. Uh, the um, uh, texture texting in, uh, I still want Cal gone. If this is the new standard for UK basketball, I'm not having it. Um, UK basketball should be uh, the horse, not the wagon. We don't follow. We're supposed to lead. I think both of those things can be true um, as well. Um on Good Morning America, apparently Sister Jean from uh, Loyola, Chicago, uh, picked Kentucky to win the tournament. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Cal. She's she's got a direct line. She may know something. <laughs> she may know something is right. Oh, my. Might be divine intervention there. There you go. I um. So there you go. Kentucky wins by thirty-two. Uh, I was very wrong about the margin there. Uh, we were both very wrong about U of L keeping the close as well. So. Yeah, Boy, yeah. Do you know the uh, remarkable thing actually about? Um, I'd forgotten this about Kentucky. Their their last points were with two and a half minutes left, and they still won by thirty-two. <laughs> Man. Well, Oof. I see. I, I you know usually Cal doesn't sub. Yeah. Uh, you know until there's like forty-seven seconds to go in the game. Just so the guys can say they got in the game, but I mean, some of these guys played three and three and four and five minutes uh, at the end of the game. So good, you know, good good for them. There you go, uh, Brennan Canada getting in there for two full minutes. Um, <laughs> that's when you know the game's really out of control. I um, the other thing we've talked about this season, excuse me, is the people who are most being uh, rewarded with recent success are the people who show up to the games at Rupp. And that has been a consistently good crowd all season, regardless of Texas noise and everything else that's gone on this year. And so another packed house on Saturday, uh, I think it was Kyle Tucker that said it was more full than it was for the Tennessee game. Really? So That's surprising. So the people down, I, I people down people, the road, have, they've bought in. They've bought yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and it was uh, the game that I was there for uh, against Florida. There weren't there weren't any empty seats for that game. You know, we have a text on the text line too, Mike. Um, uh, my guy over at uh, at Bluegrass Awards helped us, helped us out uh, with a couple of things, and he, um, he he said he loves the players um, and they're playing better, and uh, it seems like they're playing um, playing really hard recently. But Cal's a pompous, you know what? And so I. Um, 
Can we play the Cal the Cal sound now? I think this is actually a good time to get to this. Isla Louie taking you up until noon. Here's Cal after the game about how uh, how they're playing better. You know the the thing I talked about, like what areas can we get better at this time of the year? You're only going to get one percent better in certain areas, but confidence, individual confidence, can really grow. And that is, you do it in practice, you get in the game and you perform, you have a ball playing. But the biggest thing is, you got to trust all your teammates are on the same page so that you can be a risk taker, you can make some plays, you can be aggressive because your teammates are behind you. And they also know and trust that whatever the game plan is, everybody's locked in. Our shoot-arounds right now are 30 minutes. 30. These dudes are locked in. Bang, and then we go. So uh, one part of that, that I, and I know a lot of that is coach speak and is cliche, but the having each other's back thing, usually Cal has a rim protector, right? And that's lacking on this team in the way that he's had it before. One block shot. But I do think as far as defense is concerned, they are considerably better at, I mean, earlier in the season, Dan, I mean, if a guy got past Wheeler or got past Wallace, and that guy was getting to the rim, period, right? And, and that yeah. isn't happening now. That has changed. No. And, and, and whatever that adjustment is, is, I think, the biggest difference in this four-game win streak. Well, and, and I would say their physical play, and I think he kind of touched on that when he said you can be more aggressive. I mean, Bruce Pearl, uh, in one of his adjectives on Jacob Toppin, called him physical. What what did you ever think that there that Jacob Toppin and physical would be in the same sentence? Yeah, no, sir. Yeah. I mean, he used to run around the court jumping out of the way to avoid contact, mm. and and so I think that's that's uh, you know, and the shooting is nice. I mean, they they shot the ball unbelievably well on Saturday, but um, but you know, as you said. Cal's teams usually get better defensively, and I think it's the physical aspect of their defense that's really improved. That's something you and I have talked about the entire season, right? And yep. and you used the word soft earlier in the year, and, and that is not the case with this team anymore. No. Um, no. What's funny is, is it, and funny, it's not funny, but uh, what's uh, interesting is it seems to have started with C.J. Frederick running through some screens, and of course he ends up with a broken ribs. <laughs> it's, he seemed to have been the catalyst earlier in the season, where he was actually, you know, fl- you know, going through screens, trying to get over guys, and, and it it really did change the mindset on defense for them. By the way, and I know you don't care, but Kentucky did move into the top twenty in the net this weekend. Ooh! So for seeding, that's a that's a five seed. Ooh! Right. So. Oh, that's why. That's why that that. Uh... That that one that I referenced earlier, mm-hmm. br- bracketologist or something, something. Uh, I think their ratings, uh, their their brackets are solely uh, set by the net. Got it. So that's why they're a five seed in in that particular poll or whatever you want to call it. So, <laughs> so the texter who texted in, Sister Jean picking uh, UK to win the uh, tournament today on uh, Good Morning America. I said, "Do you think this is good or bad?" And he said, "What the show or the pick?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they meant that to be funny, but it is what it is. No, you know, uh, the other thing great. that's happened too, just by the metrics, Kentucky is now five quad one wins or five and seven in quad one. That's pretty common, by the way. The teams are either five hundred or a little worse than five hundred. Um, but they're six and zero oh quad two now. So I think really, um, 
the eleven that eleven and seven sort of together um, thing is um, the other thing. Uh, the texts are pointing out that the assert, uh, the insertion of Livingston and Toppin is what changed along with getting Wheeler off the floor. It, it, the team is very different without Wheeler in the game. It, it, it just is. No, it, it, just and, and I see CJ got a little bit of running. I mean, he didn't he didn't get anything done. He had an, an assist and a foul in seven minutes. But it's good to see him back out there, if for no other reason then then he can eat some minutes up and not and sure. not embarrass himself while he's out there. So. Hey, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the bluegrass state. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. 10.30 segment here on Issel and Louis. We're taking you up until noon. You get Bobby V after us. And then, of course, uh, first replay 3 to 6 here. Local programming 7 to 6 every day, Monday through Friday here on ESPN 681-057. Uh, tons of programming going on as well, which I will. Um, you know what, James? This is, this, is, this is the moment. This is what happened. Come to the mic for me. I'm a spoiled man. Avery Dill, every day, prints the promo sheet for me so that I don't have to print it. And I did not have you print the promo sheet for me. Now, to be fair, that's not your job. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is what it is, but uh, I am thrown off, Dan, because I don't have a promo sheet in front of me. Oh, um, no. But Bellerman does play today at some point. Um, there's two coaches shows tonight on 93.9. Uh Jeff Walls and Dan McDonald starts a new uh, coach's show over on 93.9. And so, uh, so there you go. Uh, all right, man. Uh, Dan, you went to Lawrence this weekend. I did. And many people are not happy with you. Well, and so, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> How many uh, seconds of sleep did you lose over that? Uh, none. <laughs> how, was, how was the fog, man? How was your trip? It, you know, it was exactly what I expected. Um, you know, just an, an old field house. Uh, my host was Roger Morningstar. Roger and I have known each other forever. Roger played there in the late 70s. And he said when he was there, the floor was still a dirt floor. And they put the basketball the basketball floor over the dirt. It's, it's no longer dirt, but there's a few sections, Louie, that have chair back seats. But for the most part, and all the good seats are like this. You sit on a wooden bench. 
Mm. And and so it, uh, you know, and and windows up at both ends with the light shining in on some of the fans, sun in their eyes while they're trying to watch the game. But um, no, Allen Fieldhouse was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was a great experience, and I'm glad I got to, uh, to enjoy it. So our guy Morningstar has quite the, the head of hair. Are you jealous? Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> very. Very. But on, on, on Friday, we went, to, uh, we went to practice, and I got to uh, visit with uh, Coach Sell for about 15 minutes up in his office. Uh, very nice man. He brought up a great point that I thought. He said, you know, our rivalry with Kentucky is not one of disdain or dislike. You know, like like Tennessee. Mm. I mean, I, when when I played at Kentucky, Tennessee was the rivalry. We never got to play against Louisville, but Tennessee was the rivalry. I mean, they threw oranges at us for crying out loud. <laughs> I I disdain and dislike Tennessee. Now, but what Bill said was, you know, our rivalry isn't like that. Our rivalry is one of respect. He said, I have never had a Kentucky fan say anything derogatory uh, to me hmm. or about the program. And I think he's absolutely right. I mean, these are these are the two bluest of blue bloods. Uh, and uh, the history, uh, we, we got a chance before the game to go through uh, the uh, Kentucky, uh, excuse me, Kansas Basketball Hall of Fame. And Coach Rupp is up there twice. He's up his his pictures up there as an individual and as a member of the uh, 1923 <laughs> team at, at Kansas. But uh, he he introduced me when practice started. He introduced me to the team and you know said you know he's in the Hall of Fame in Kentucky. And and the players looked at me and go oh, yeah whatever. <laughs> but, but, but that was nice of him to do. And then after practice, uh, Roger took me on a tour of, of the campus. Beautiful campus. I I had no idea, Louis Lawrence. You know, when you think of Kansas, in the, in the words of Garth Brooks, wheat fields as far as you can see, hmm. and you think of Kansas just being a flat, and and most of Kansas is exactly that. Lawrence is more like San Francisco. I mean, they've got hills and, and steep inclines, and it, it, that was the part that really amazed me. We even went to the cemetery and saw uh, Dr. Naismith's gravesite, uh, and, and it's huge. They have his, mar- his memorial uh, stone has a life-size a portrait of him engraved in it. It, uh, it. it was something. So we we really had a good time. And then on Saturday, there's a, a famous uh, bar uh, on on campus called the Wagon Wheel. And we went to the Wagon Wheel before the game and and had a cheeseburger and uh, bar stool has voted this bar the second best. I don't know who the first is, but the second best college college bar in the country, you could not get in the front door. I mean, they had to shoehorn us in there. Um, thankfully, Roger knows the owner, and he, and he saved a table for us. But, uh, and, and then the game was, uh, the game was, it wasn't a really well-played game, uh, but it was close the entire time. 
and it was uh, it was a fun experience. It's something that's been on my bucket list. I doubt that I'll go back, but um, we we had a great time. And uh, you know, Kansas, and I think you can you can look at a lot of these teams. Um, the one thing that Bill said that he really liked about this team is he said they share the basketball unbelievably well. And to that point, here are the shot attempts for the Kansas starters. 10, 9, 10, 9, 8. That's, that's, that's how many shot attempts the starters had. And he said, I love the way they share the ball. I love that they figure out who's got the hot hand and they get them the ball. But Kansas has got some, they've got some holes too from what I saw in this game. Mm. First of all, their center, I, I think, is shorter than their two shooting guards. Mm. And, and as a result, West Virginia had a couple of, of, of possessions where Kansas couldn't even they, they couldn't clear they couldn't clear the zone. They just kept getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound. And so that could hurt them down the stretch. And, and like a lot of teams, they've got no bench. I right, mean, right. none, none. But uh, but yeah, all in all, it was a, it was a great experience, and uh, and I'm and I'm glad I did it. Is Grady Dick awesome in person? Uh, yeah, he's he's a big kid. He's six he, eight. He's a big. He's a, he's he's tall. He's not you know not not much to him. He's a little slender right now, but that that will improve. But uh, he can shoot the basketball. There's no question about that. Are you um? I'm kind of convinced, like Grady Dick's the next Dan Issel, but a little bit better. Where do you fall on that? Uh, well, he he can shoot uh, he can shoot the ball better than I could. There's no question about that. Uh, I, does he I don't does he know. play defense or is he is he smart and not play defense? No, no, they all play defense. <laughs> I, I told I told Bill after I was surprised the day. I mean, they went at it at practice. Hmm. Practice was about uh, almost two hours long, and I mean, they they uh, they were half court. They went after each other, and I told Bill, I said, "Do you go that hard? Uh, you know, on the day, day before a game, always." And he said, "You thought that was hard." He said that's one of the easy. He said that's one of the easier practices we'll have all year. So, um, but no, they 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 cover, and I, I guess you know they've got they've got as good a chance to get back to the final four as as anybody. But um, you know, if you want to pick apart some of these teams, you can do it with almost everybody. But uh, but they. Uh, and then my phone. I guess I was on television. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, and um, I, I met the announcer, the ESPN announcer. I didn't meet the color analyst, but I met the announcer the day before at practice. And uh, very nice guy. He does uh, he does most of um, m- mostly the Big Twelve games okay. for for ESPN. But. Um, but then uh, my phone blew up when uh, when they showed when they showed me at the game with my Kansas T-shirt on. So someone hey. bought you a Kansas T-shirt, eh? No, well. Oh no, Dan! What? Did you pay for one? No. 
I got, I got, I got, the the reason this all, the genesis of all of this is my best friend here in Denver. His granddaughter goes to Kansas. Is she the blonde on TV? Yeah, she's the blonde on TV. So that's not a Tinder date that you found after you landed in in Lawrence? No, I told, I told my Tinder date up front, no (laughs) ticket to the game. I told her up front. That's the, you know, don't expect to go to the game. Um, no, that was, that was, that's Morgan Goldie. And so we had planned this trip months ago that I would come to Kansas cause I'd never been to the fog. And so, um, Morgan and I each got four Kansas shirts from Bill self. Jeez. Bill, when we were up in the, he, he, when I was up in the office, he said, what size do you wear? And I told him, and, and then he said, because uh, I told him that uh, Morgan works part-time at a barbecue restaurant in Lawrence and had actually waited on Coach Self and his family a month or so ago. Oh, okay. but she, she was embarrassed to tell him that we were coming to the game. Um, and so he, so I told him that story. And he said, well, what size does Morgan wear? And I said, well, the, the smallest you've got because she's, she's petite. And so he, he had one of the trainers run down and got us four Kansas shirts, four for me and four for Morgan. How many uh, Kentucky shirts has Cal given you over the years? Uh, the next one will be the first one. <clears throat> okay, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I, I, now, I, I, now, to be fair, to be fair, I did get some really nice con, uh, Kentucky stuff, but it was Mike who went to bat for me, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't through Cal. And Mike said, "You've never given this guy a shirt. You need to." So I did get. I, I got several. I got a, a sweatsuit. And I got several um, collared shirts with UK insignias, uh, but it, it didn't come from Cal. Mm. I was trying to think. I don't own anything with a UK logo on it. I you have don't. I have one U of L hat that's black from when I was teaching there, and they had a blackout game. And then I think that's it. So for all the locals, well, at least in Kentucky. That's my gear is one hat that I don't wear. <laughs> well, I'll I'll have to take care of that because from time to time, I think I'm more likely to get a shirt from Cal than you are. I think so too, especially <laughs> after the first segment. <laughs> By the way, I know you. Uh, we we've gone back and forth on the net rankings. Uh, where do you think West Virginia is in the net rankings? They are uh, 16 and 13 now. Yeah, uh, they're not good. I'll tell you one thing: they got one kid. That if I was still an, an NBA general manager, I'd pick this kid in the second round in a heartbeat. His name is Stevenson. Uh, he had he had twenty three, uh, and that kid. I mean, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. But outside of that, they're not really good. I'm going to say they're outside. Uh, I'm going to say they're ninety seventh, twenty six. What? <laughs> Come on! That's how much it thinks of the uh, the Big Twelve this year. That's They're funny. five and eleven in the conference. <laughs> the, man, if that doesn't make my point, I don't know what does. Okay, this is a good text, and this is from our our friends at Buckler Farms. Who we'll get to you in a minute. Um, 
put Streetel on the case and Dan will have a new UK wardrobe. <laughs> That's in reference to the tickets last year. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I guess old Streetel's eating some crow now, huh? Uh, he, he sounded like you on the postgame. Uh, I only heard the first like four or five minutes and then um, my wife went to a, a mother-son dance which is a very busy undertaking in our house since we have three sons. And, um, and I, I had some dads over on Saturday to hang out uh, at the same time. So, um, so I had to. And, and so listening to the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame report wasn't high on your list? Well, Gandolfo said I didn't know anything about sports. And that was essentially the last thing I heard. He said that on air? Yeah. I thought he was your buddy. He's not anymore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to embarrass him on the podcast on Thursday. Good. Um, like Good. it's going to be very bad for him. Our friendship may be in trouble this weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Now, um, I, I guess we should mention the other uh, area team that I didn't think they would ever do this, Louie, but Indiana went to Purdue. Now, you can put Purdue in that category of teams that, you know, aren't playing very good at at crunch time. But that was a very nice win for the Hoosiers. It's interesting. I, you know, I think of fun, if you, if you wanted to do the sports talk radio thing, what's the better sweep, Kentucky of Tennessee or Indiana of Purdue? Oh, that's a good one. Isn't that good sports talk radio? That's a great... Yeah, uh, James, you like a, that? That's how you do sports talk radio. That's a great... Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Gondolfo. You don't think this man knows who sports? You're a moron. You're the Monday morning... You're the Buckler Farms Monday morning moron, Gondolfo. I would love to know. Texters, 437 UPS Jobs Text Line. Would you rather have a sweep of Purdue or a sweep of Tennessee this year? They're both excellent, by the way, On by all the metrics. They're excellent. Uh, I I would say, well, I don't know. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. That's a hard one because uh, Purdue is not, as I said, Purdue's not playing as good now as they were earlier in the year. I think people have figured out, uh, you know, Edie's going to get his 20. Yep. And so, uh, you know, just try to keep everybody else from beating you, which I think is exactly what what Indiana did. They uh Purdue only had one other kid in double figures, and that was 14. Hmm. Uh, and so I think teams are figuring that out. Let let Edie get his 20, 25, and just make sure nobody else beats you. Um, that game, Louis Kentucky going to Tennessee and winning that game, I, I, I think that turned their whole season around. Oh n- yes, it saved it so, for sure. So yes. I'm going to say I'm I'm going to say Kentucky sweeping Tennessee, by, but not by much, not by much. It's almost identical, frankly. I mean, that's why it's a, a good question. And I, pff, there's no bad answer there. There just isn't. Um, you know, Tennessee's still three in the net, man. I know that drives you crazy, but um, Purdue is five. If Purdue played Tennessee, what would you expect? Uh, Purdue would win. Yeah, I do too. I'll give it to. I think it's Indiana sweeping Purdue, but just because, um, you know, that. But you know, it's coming in uh, kind of it, it, according to the net rankings. It would be Tennessee. I. That's why I don't think it's a bad argument. I, I think that, especially given the metrics of what Kentucky needed a couple of weeks ago to happen, which was to reel off some of these quad one wins, to have two of those be against Tennessee is 
they're better than quad one wins, frankly, right? Yeah. And, well, and, and same thing and, for Indiana with Purdue. Yeah. And and if you look at the if you look at the uh, at, at, at the numbers, sweeping Tennessee is good. Yes. But if you look, you know, because of all of the net and all that crap. But if you look at, at if you look at the games, it, there's no way Tennessee should be that high in all these metrics. I, I hear you, but I mean, it's it is terrific for their resume. It's terrific for both teams, frankly. But yeah, no, I when they play, we were kind of talking about this in the bullpen before the show, and and when Ayup is on their game, they are very good, man. I mean, very good. Tennessee's resume this year is freaking excellent, too. They've beaten a bunch of teams. I think they beat Kansas already and then Texas and um, a couple of other teams as well. So their their resume is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, but here we go again. They beat all those teams earlier in the season. In the year. I'm with you. But I, what I'm saying is if, if we're doing the full body of work, which is what they do for the NCAA tournament, I think – Man, oh, man. It might be Tennessee. Um, <laughs> Texture says, beating Tennessee is better. They threw oranges at Dan, and even if Dan betrayed us for Kansas, we won't betray him. <laughs> uh, um, uh, another text coming in. Um, according to the net rankings, it would be Tennessee. Tennessee has beaten Kansas, Alabama, and Texas this season. All of those are top ten in the net. I, by metrics, the Tennessee sweep is better. I get it. And and I just if, – if what Dan says is right, though – and that watching the teams matters for people on a committee or whatever. Um, it, it could go to Purdue just because Edie is such a he's such an an albatross in in college basketball. He's so unusual. Well, right? you can't no you can't overlook yeah. it. Yeah. And, and and if you tell me who do you want if you had to pick who would you want Kentucky to play in the NCAA tournament? That would be an easy one, and it would be Tennessee. Because for two reasons, I think right now Indiana's, uh, or, or excuse me, Purdue is better than Tennessee. But also, uh, the people that have have given Oscar fits are the ones that have length. Mm. Can you imagine him going against Edie? That that wouldn't be a fair fight. So um, so I'd much rather play Tennessee right now as to play Purdue. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, it, it is a. I think that's a fun, just a fun kind of debate there. Um, someone texted in earlier in the season, earlier in the show, and I, I didn't get to it uh, for a segment, but uh, that they they really want to see a Kentucky Indiana matchup this year. I need that, like I need oxygen, Dan. I mean, I you know that is a. The banter around here would be so fun if we got that. Like the bracket comes out and the, like the Sweet Sixteen is waiting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's just it's sitting right in front of us. You know, Indiana's the four, Kentucky's the five, something like that, or vice versa, whatever. And and like I just sitting there, and then everyone can have their conspiracy theories and, and that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Edie Edie kind of kind of gave uh, Jackson Davis some fits in that game too. It was the freshman. It was the freshman that won the game for Indiana. What yeah. a game he had. Coach Shafino's a very fine player. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. And and yep. is he a freshman? Yes. Yeah. And he played all forty minutes. Um that was that was the kid that won the game for him. Yeah, they got him out of Pittsburgh. He's a nice player for sure. Um and uh what's he doing this year? Thirteen and a half, uh four rebounds, four assists a game. Yeah, he's a nice player. Um good to see him not hurt because they're gonna need him down the stretch for sure. So uh no, I mean it's, it's it was as good a win as anyone had this weekend. Um, you know, Baylor beats Texas. 
at home. That was a good win for them. I mean, Nord- the biggest the biggest cheer in Allen Fieldhouse <laughs> on on Saturday was when they put the final score of the Texas Baylor game on the screen. <laughs> that was that got the biggest cheer of the day. Um, I. Uh... Yeah, I, I actually, you you know, you said you, you wouldn't want to match up with Purdue. I actually think Kentucky's recent rebounding and guard play, it would be a good matchup for Purdue, actually. Mm. If they were at the high level that they've been at. I, I think they would actually be a good matchup that way. Uh, people going back and forth on the text line of whether uh, which one would be better. How about Virginia losing again? North Carolina, I mean, potentially at least making a case they should be in like a play-in game or something like that. Um it's interesting. They play there's at another, Florida State tonight. There's another team, Louie. Add that team to the list of, of of teams that aren't playing very well right now. I mean, they, they barely got out of the Yum Center with a win. Then somebody beat them before North Carolina, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Virginia is now 2-2 two and two in their last four, and the losses are at North Carolina and at BC. Oof. Yeah, and the winds are at Louisville and someplace yeah. It's It's a weird year this year for sure. And that's why, and we'll talk about it in the second hour, the stuff with Brandon Miller, they need to figure it out because Alabama has an unbelievably good chance of making a very deep run. Uh, we will talk about that next. First hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Check out all of the happenings in the Bluegrass State. March is literally two days away, so it's time to make those spring and summer plans. And we always ask you to start with our friends at KentuckyTourism.com. On the other end, Brandon Miller. Oh, Dan, we'll talk about it. Here on ESPN 680, 105.7.